guys are listening to 60 Minute Overtime, and today I have a special guest, country music star, Todd O'Neill. He's the winner of the National Nash Next competition across all of the radio stations in America. And that song you just heard was called Dead or Famous. And uh, Todd, let me just turn this over to you. What is that song about? And uh, just explain this backstory behind it. Well, you know, um, music is my life. It always has been. And that song definitely is like the story of my life. You know, and uh, I'm so passionate about what I do, and I love it so much. I'm going to do it until I'm dead or famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great lead-in because, you know, with the Nash Next competition, you are on the on the road to become quite famous here, Todd. Now, um, it was a long process. The Nash Next competition started in July. You, you, you're fresh off winning it. I mean, October 25th was your big win. What were what was, like, that whole process, like the ups and the downs? Well, I'm going to tell you, it was more ups and downs, definitely. Uh, it was a very exciting process, you know, as far as uh, getting over there, getting into Nashville, meeting uh, so many wonderful judges of Kix Brooks, Scott Borchetta, uh, Daniel Bradbury, Jay DeMarcus, and, and to get to perform for them and that room that night was just so incredible. That was the big up. Uh, the down... <laughs> was nerves, definitely. You know, um, the Young Fables, um, Spin, uh, Trey Team, uh, Murphy Ford, all the, uh, all the competition there that night. And uh, I was just so incredibly nervous. I was shaking in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, and you just name-dropped a couple people. Now, have you been able to meet any uh, country stars since your win? Since my win, uh, I actually got to shake hands with half of Holland Oats. Wow. Um, yeah, Mr. John Oates was, was actually there that night. And uh, um, since then, uh, I was in um, in Nashville for uh, the CMAs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't actually get to go to the CMAs, but I got invited to an after party. And at the after party was uh, uh, Dustin Lynch, Thompson Square, uh, Daryl Worley. Um, I mean, so many. Craig Campbell, uh, so many people that have influenced my career and, and, you know, where I've come over the over the past few years, you know. So it was very, very incredible to get to uh, share that night with them. Yeah, that's great. There's no doubt that, in my mind, you're going to be invited and maybe even on that stage next year, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I got my fingers crossed. So uh, you just touched on it. Who would you say is your biggest or greatest musical influence? Oh, man, I have so many, um, you know, here lately it's been uh, Chris Stapleton, I, I love Billy Carrington's uh, voice, uh, but, you know, back in the day, reaching back back in the uh, in the files here, it would be uh, singers like Paul Rogers from Bad Company, anything Merle Haggard does, uh, has done, I, I, I love, you know, um, let's see, I think one of my all-time favorite singers, and I'm and this is the vinyl that I've, I've been spending lately. I, I spend vinyls like an old man. <laughs> but uh, it's got to be Ryan Millsap. I mean, such a smooth vocal. The songs are great. They uh, they have a little bit of everything in in his music. You can hear all kind of different uh, genres in his country, you know. So Ronnie Millsap would have to be uh, my favorite uh, right now. That's, that's the... the the flavor of the week. <laughs> so now when someone listens to your music, that's a great segue because, 
you know, you're from Louisiana, and I visited um, New Orleans maybe two years ago, and just the jazz scene is incredible there. Uh, how how is that, or has it incorporated itself into your country music? Well, you know, Louisiana, and I'm so glad you said that. Louisiana is a melting pot of music. It doesn't matter where you go in the state; there's gonna have they're gonna have great music, and and there's gonna be a, a very wide variety. Uh, you know, and you can drive an hour, and it's going to be totally different. New Orleans is, you know, it's uh, it's blues. It's uh, anything from Delta to, to jazz to Cajun, Zydeco. You go over to Lafayette, you're going to definitely get that Zydeco, Cajun feel. And, uh, you know, there's country and, and, and soul and Delta and everything all across the state. So hearing all of this different music coming up, has just totally impacted the way I sing, the way I, I, I perform on stage. So um, I, I'm so grateful to be from such a such a diverse state. Well, was just from a song called Playing Around With Love. Now, Todd, you gotta tell me, what is this song about? Well, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> I always joke and I say on stage, you know, Mama always warned me not to, not to do stupid stuff. Don't play around with, with guns or don't play too close to the water. Or, you know, but she never warned me, don't play around with love. And uh, that's exactly what this song is about. It's about a guy who uh, was kind of dismissive in his relationships, you know, and until he found that right one, and then she really didn't want him back. <laughs> you know, it was, was kind of the, the shoe was on the other foot. From Louisiana, I, I could bet that you're a big New Orleans Saints fan. Is that a true statement? That's absolutely correct. <laughs> I, I love to, I, I've actually, this year I've spent uh, a few uh, Sundays in the Dome and got to uh, sit 50-yard line with a buddy of mine. And, and, and watch them play. And, you know, I think if uh, you're, you're a true fan of your team, win or lose, you're going to be there. And I'm excited to, uh, to, to always get in the, in the dome and, and go watch those boys play. The Saints have one of the best home field advantage stadiums in the NFL. That's, like, widely well-known. So from a fan perspective, what's it like? Because I've never been there. What's it like to experience a game in the Superdome? You know, it doesn't matter if you're up top in the nosebleeds or if you're on the 50-yard line. And trust me, I've been in both situations. <laughs> the uh, the camaraderie from, from the fans, the, the stadium, I mean, the dome is just incredible. You know, the lights the uh, and the hoodats, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the hoodats coming across, uh, and just everybody stomping their feet and clapping their hands and and, uh, you know, the who that screams. So it's, it's, it's incredible. Now, I can imagine that a typical Saints tailgate is probably unlike any other tailgate in the NFL. Uh, were you able to experience that? Like, what kind of foods do they have there, especially? Ooh, that's, the, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about Louisiana music, you talk about the sports, where you hit my heart is right there. It's the food, baby. I mean, it's, you know, we got jambalaya, we got gumbo, 
when it's in season, we have the crawfish mm-hmm. and uh, everything's hot and spicy. And uh, you know, it's uh, if you're not ready for it, it's a it's a smack in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so and now I guess um, this is this is really really huge news. You're slated to sing the national anthem. It's the Lions at Saints game on December fourth. That's it. That's a huge thing for you. Are you are you nervous? Am I nervous? I, I, I gotta be, I, excuse me. I gotta be totally honest with you. As soon as uh, we confirm that, I mean it's such an important song, you know, and. Um, a uh, fellow Louisianian uh, just sang the national anthem for the Cubs game. Hunter Hayes, and I watched his his interview beforehand. You know, and he says, you know, going in and rehearsing is one thing, but actually getting in there and you know the the stadium's full and everybody's screaming and you know you're under a microscope. It's a very important song, and you just you really don't want to mess it up, especially in in the times that we're in right now. So what are you looking forward for most at that game? Will you have a big family and friends section there, I assume? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to be uh, front and center of, you know, my manager, uh, my, my, my family. It's going to be – I'm going to be making – some serious eye contact with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what if you happen to make some eye contact with some players? Are you hoping to meet anybody uh, – on either of the teams? Absolutely. You know, I would love to uh, get to shake Drew Brees' hand and uh, tell him what a fan I am. And, you know, I think Drew is just one of those guys that uh, he's an outstanding human, human being. And, and uh, the morals and the um, the respect that that guy has for the game, it, it's just incredible. So I, I, I look forward to uh, maybe shaking Drew's hand. Are you worried that uh... – Speaking of uh, you know morals and integrity and all that, are you worried that any of the players are, are still going to be protesting the anthem at that point? You know, I honestly had a dream about that last night. Oh wow! Uh, and and that's that's a big fear of mine. You know, I'm, I consider myself a patriot, and uh, you know, I think the song is not about whether or not you want to stand. It's it's about the men and women who have. Uh, have fallen protecting the country and, and, you know, sure, they have their freedom, they have their rights. I, I just, I don't believe it should be during that time. That's just not the right time and place, you know. I, there's a time and place for everything. and I, I just don't think the national anthem is, is a spot or a, a, a time to protest. Yeah, and it seems to be that the uh, NFL fans agree because the ratings have been down, and they, they said that was the number one reason why people aren't watching the NFL anymore. So I think you're on to something there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of sad, you know, that uh, we can't just go to a game and stand for our heroes and put our hands on our hearts and, and, and do what's, what's right. You know, I, I just wish they would uh, pick their own time to protest. Now, Growing up in Louisiana, now Hurricane Katrina, they opened the Superdome as as basically like a sanctuary for anybody affected by the hurricane. Um, we're in New Jersey. We had Hurricane Sandy ourselves, but what was the impact of that, of the Superdome opening? With We saw the images of the cots and the Red Cross there. What's that impact on the community? Uh, you know, it's something that, uh, that people down here, if you live through it, you never really forget that. And... Um, you know, I think it, it, it made us better. It made us stronger. 
it, it actually brought people together. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't matter, creed, color, race, anything like that. I mean, it really brought people together in a very trying time. And um, so I, I was very proud to be from Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina, you know, and, um, and the perseverance. We're, we're resilient down here, you know, and uh, also it made us smarter. <laughs> it, was, it was a big, uh, big uh, learning curve, I guess you'd say, but uh, it, it educated us. So now when we some, see something like that coming, we're getting the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so now, Carrie Underwood is the voice of Sunday Night Football. She sings the, the theme song when they open up every Sunday night. How big is that? What is the impact on country music for that to have well, happen? I, I believe that, uh, you know, reaching that, that, that huge audience like that, um, whether you're a country fan or not, when you hear Carrie Underwood sing, Anything. <laughs> she can sing the phone book, in my opinion. I when say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. You know, I mean, it really is. And why is my voice so high? <laughs> because I'm, think, I'm thinking about Carrie Underwood. <laughs> and please don't tell her uh, hockey-playing husband that I said that. <laughs> he might he might take you out back, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, she's definitely one of my favorites. And uh, probably my favorite female vocalist ever. Besides, you know, Reba McIntyre, yeah, Martina McBride. So reaching the 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 giant audience like that that's that's a great that's a great thing for country music. Absolutely, and um, you know, singing that song for the NFL, she's reaching fans, new fans, and uh, showing people that uh, look, country music has a voice. All right, so you know, uh, I don't want to take too much too much of your time, but so this, this, you guys are listening to Todd O'Neill on 60 Minute Overtime. He has, I'm sure, have had a whirlwind after winning the National X competition. So I just want to thank you for joining me, and um, and, and I wish you luck. Oh, well, thank you so very much, and uh, I, I hope to talk back to you soon. And uh, hey, if you're ever in New York, New Jersey, I would love to come out to a show. Well, I'm coming. Uh, I'll be there. November 14th, 15th, and uh, I'm going to be hanging out with Rascal Flatts, introducing the band at uh, Madison, Madison Square Garden. All right, so you guys heard it. Um, he'll be here November 14th, 15th at the Garden, so get your tickets now, everybody. Hi, guys, I'm Todd O'Neill, and this is my new song, I Got Your Number. I would really like to take the time to, to thank the folks at Nash Next and Big Machine and Country and Suites, and it's, it's been an incredible ride. got no reason for believing you're by yourself tonight and I know you better than you even know yourself that's right whoa 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 when I'm alone I pick up the phone I ain't gonna call gonna call this girl I got your number
Oh 